Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live here at Element 5 Fitness in downtown Kirkland. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, LB Duchess, with co-host Jason Rendon of Seattle Wine Exchange. Hello there. And we have owner of the club over here, Rommel. He is going to be chatting with us about health and fitness today. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for letting us do this here. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, so I have to say, coming and doing a workout before the show, I... Yeah, I wanted to just like die in the corner. <laughs> I forgot how intense a, a true underground boot camp type of workout could be, but it's 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 everything that you think it should be. I love it. Cool. That's way it should be. So for all of those who are listening out there, please feel free to give a call in at 323-843-6090 if you have something to add to our conversation. Um, opinions, we always love hearing back from our listeners and uh, hearing what you have to say. Today's show is brought to you by Chocolate Shop and Element 5 Fitness, utilizing old school equipment and hardcore protocols focused on getting you results. We are chatting healthy holidays and um, workout myths, as well as uh, we're going to chat a little bit about with my, to find out if there are certain things you should and should not eat after workouts, especially going to holiday parties, um, and other good foods to work, eat before workouts, because I'm like particularly one of those people who doesn't eat before workout because I get really sensitive to it. So I'll be really excited to hear some of yeah, what you definitely. tell us. Okay, Mr. Jason. Our first wine. Uh, we love this part of the right show. Now. This is a little twisted, I have to admit. We're doing an on-air wine tasting <laughs> yes. while everybody else is out there doing a boot camp. <laughs> Working out kind of hard. Well, no, this is old school. See, I'm lifting 750 milliliters at a time. Oh, that right is here. very old school. I like that. Check it. All right. No. I noticed you're drinking out of the bottle, not from yes. the glass. Actually, I dare you to hold this for like five minutes. You won't make it. No, you won't. That that's old school. The, working with what you got around you. Well, I have to say, if you look out there, you got a lot of old old school. You got the big tires. You got the uh, medicine balls. They're dragging a tire on the floor. That's yeah. Like way old school. They were yeah. dragging tires. They were dragging the sled. Yes. Dragging a lot of stuff. So the first wine is from Glen, Florida. It's a Syrah, 2008. Very tasty. A little lightly spicy. So it's really tasty and yummy for our weather today. It is. It's, it's got that. Doesn't nice. go well with Gatorade, though. No, I, I would not suggest this wine with Gatorade. No. We're here listening to them. It's funny. I, I've never seen, never thought of doing a show during a workout before. I'm glad I got mine done because trying to run back and forth would have kicked my butt. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are they working on right now? So, yeah, I mean, while we have you here, why don't we have you tell us a little bit about Element 5 Fitness and um, kind of, you know, what your concept was for creating it. And, um, you know, I mean, you've got a big group here for a Monday night. Yes, yes. and this is actually smaller compared to the average. Um, but um, basically, in starting Element 5 Fitness, this is, I'm going actually now in my 14th year in the industry. Wow. And um, I... About five years ago, I, I was pretty much done with the corporate setting, and I just wanted to go back to my roots. I'm from a small island. I'm from Guam, oh, wow. and uh, I grew up in a martial arts household. My father was a martial artist, and nice. um, although I wasn't um, so dedicated in the martial arts, I, I would throw it into the mix, you know, just to have fun with my dad. Uh-huh. Um, but most of the time, you know, we're at the beach and, and working out and just following whatever he was doing. So everything was very physical culture based um, in that you didn't need all the fancy stuff. And my dad, um, he sometimes would laugh at, at some of the stuff that we the do. equipment? Because he's like, what do you need that for? Just go get a friggin' rice bag or something. <laughs> Grab a tire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As anybody would know, it's like you try running in the sand for a half hour, I guarantee you'll be tired. Just running in the sand. Don't don't even add yeah. anything. Don't add a cup of wine. Don't add anything. Nope, <laughs> right, right, right. And I wanted it to be more of a, a fitness playground of sorts. Uh-huh. Um, getting the a, a good variety of tools to utilize and, and um, have a few pieces of traditional equipment just to be able to modify accordingly. Right. Because um, not not everyone is comfortable doing a pull up, for example. Right. Or or good at it. Right. Right. <laughs> so you know that's where something like a lat pull down machine would come in handy. Right. Um, so things like that. Everything is scalable in what we do here. And uh, that's why we have anywhere from beginners to advanced. That's the thing that's, you know, I didn't actually work out on Sunday, but I had a workout moving wood. The wood weighed about a pound each. Well, there was like about 100 of them and cold and wet and sweaty. 
Oh, yeah. You know, right. Well, and utilizing practical application and things outside of, uh, well, it's kind of like the workout. I don't know. Why don't you describe the workout you had me to? I had the insanity of showing up to do a workout today before the show. Well, and I was chasing my husband and my boys around because they started working out with you. And right. they kept looking at me like, oh, she's going to fall down. I'm like, the hell I am. <laughs> um, well, uh, put it simply, we started out with more of strength protocols, um, hitting up the lower body circuit and then going to an upper body circuit that, that you experience. And then we went into a metabolic circuit with um, the shuttle run, hurdles, and kicking the bag. Um, so we were pretty much manipulating your type 2 muscle fibers and hitting more strength components uh-huh. and then going into more of your cardiovascular um, components. So we always mix the two into every single boot camp. Um, some days will be heavier on the strength and less on the cardio um, and then vice versa. So what do you think, because uh, boot camps have been all, have been very popular probably for the last couple of years now. What do you, right. what is it that you think is, makes a boot camp so much more effective than your typical kind of workout? Uh, well, first and foremost, it's, it's the group. If you have the right group and the camaraderie and the friendship, you're, you're basically joining a group like this group, for example. Um, they've all got similar goals. So they're all here to work out hard, push each other, and, um, um, pretty much just have fun. I mean, uh-huh. that's that's the, the most basic thing here that we do is just let's have fun first, you know, and then worry about it later. <laughs> that's a lot of things that that a lot of workouts fail to do. I know in the beginning when I kind of started looking into it, uh, some companies they just say you just need to work out. But when you look at what's coming out there, the uh, uh, fitness craze right now, the uh, P90X, and right, the other guy right. that does the insanity. When you watch the videos. He makes it fun. He's yeah. like, come on, you can do it. You know, it's like, you can only do five, do five. You can do six, do six. Right. Can't do two, right. do two, you know. Whereas I know back when I was in school and, you know, college and whatnot, you know, they had set regimens. You do five sets of three and then lift and it doesn't matter. Keep doing it. Push till you strain. You know, a lot of right. people are like, fuck this. This isn't, you know, this is too hard. You know, I don't want to do it. Right. And then the next day you don't want to show up because you're like, no, this jackass of a guy is like <laughs> busting my balls. It's one thing to be motivated. <laughs> Wow, you're it. just pulling out all the strings with yeah. the words today, aren't you? Well, I remember I used to bike race. The environment, yeah, it is it very down. aggressive. Yes. Well, we used to. I used to bike race. And I used to have those kind of people who are, you know, they didn't make. They say workouts not fun. Just do it. And it's like I've seen a lot. You can make it worth fun. Yeah, yeah. You, you must definitely. The results can. show you. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I like my my heavy whipping cream tiramisu, but I understand right, if right. I don't need that that much, you lose weight. You know. Yeah. Even like breaking the cycle, as we're talking about healthy eating, um, I went from solid soda when I worked at Microsoft. I was like 210 with the uh, Body for Life thing. I pulled it all back down. I went. I did go into soda, the Coke Zero, but even then, the uh, the, the the chemical that's in there, I can't think of the name right now. The uh, fake aspartate. That stuff is worse. It actually does. Mood swings. I found that yeah, when I get off terrible. of it, right. it causes mood swings. So now I drink more water. But I'm trying to tell people who are listening, it's like, you know what? Don't beat yourself up if you have a glass of, of soda or a glass of wine. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, just Let have go. it. And, yeah. That's why we have the water here. It's like I, I've been doing wine, water, wine, water, yeah. wine, water. So that way right. I don't feel bad, you know? Well, and I'm one of the things, too, and I'm sure you can probably account for this as well. I learned in, in trying to get figured out what I was going to do for my health for the rest of my life. Because when you're looking at working out and stuff, you don't want to be looking at it from the aspect, okay, I'm going to work really hard, get where I need to be, and then continue on with my lifestyle. No, you need to like change your lifestyle. You need to change the way that you're doing things because obviously what you've been doing before hasn't been working. Right. Um, and so for me, I did this whole, the whole same thing. I stopped drinking regular Coke, went to Diet Coke, and then with the diet sodas, the aspartame, I think is aspartame. what? Aspartame. Aspartame. People, it builds up in your system so quickly, and yes. people have such, it's a hormonal reaction, so they'll get breakout, they'll get right. mood swings, they'll lethargic. get nauseous, they'll get lethargic. Mood they swings. actually are worse off drinking that than they are, okay, well, I'm just going to have my regular glass of Coca-Cola four times right. a month. Right. Um, so I started going back to the whole principle of treat it like a treat, don't tell myself no all the time, but work hard and just understand dessert is not every day. Right. You know, there, there are some things that need to be kept for special occasions. And when you get to that point, your brain and your body just start working in conjunction because, like, I'll go, somebody will offer me a Coca-Cola, and I really don't want it. So I don't right. feel, you know, I don't feel that that need because I've changed the way I think. I don't, you know, speaking of Coca-Cola, you know, I like those little cans. I do, too. Because I'll do half my can of soda and then the rest go flat. 
And yeah, I, and me too. I never finished a whole one. I just want that little bit of a taste. Right. Never yeah. finished that one. And same thing with like, uh, what's your opinion on those sport sport drinks? The Gatorades, the open the water and toss in the. I mean, aside from some of the electrolytes, all the other stuff that's in there um, really has has not much of an effect. Um, I mean, you're probably going to get a, a similar effect using emergency because that's full of electrolytes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Ah. You know. And you're getting extra vitamin C good too. to help with inflammation. But um, for me personally, a lot of the issues that I have with like the Gatorades and things like that is, or sports drinks. I don't know if I could name, <laughs> but um, is is more of the fillers and hmm. the dyes and the True. colorings and all that because um, you know they're now starting to see some some bad stuff starting to accumulate in people's bodies. Particularly from the dyes, and they've known right. that for yeah. decades. Yeah. I mean, they, were, they changed the color of some of the uh, the dyes they were using, things like M&Ms and stuff, right. because the yeah. dyes were so exactly. toxic to the body. Exactly. Yes. Um, yeah, wow. Gotta love that. Yep. Jason? <sighs> Our title sponsor, Chocolate Shop. Yes, Chocolate Shop Wine. Prepare all things chocolate. It has six different flavors to choose from. Chocolate red wine, cocoa de, uh, cream de cocoa, chocolate strawberry, chocolate mint, almond roca. That was really good. That was really Sparkling good. Sparkling chocolate red wine. That's also another good one. <laughs> Go to chocolateshopwine.com and find them and enter promo code CHOCOLATESS to get free shipping. Coupon's good to the end of the year, so they're good for good gifts, too. They're awesome. I know we've had it. And the chocolate shop sparkling, if you're looking for something just really different and unique, if, uh, you'll get a chance to try the chocolate shop today, Romo, but mm-hmm. um, it has a Tootsie Roll flavor. And when you add a sparkling to it, it's just it's just fun what? and different. Yeah. Uh, you've never tasted it. It's weird when you taste it's, a red chocolate, a Tootsie Roll type of wine. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing, too. You know, the, the, the wine is, you know, has calories to it. And for those like, oh, I couldn't drink the whole thing, it's like, you know, blend the two. Get some fresh strawberries. Pour a little bit over it, maybe a tablespoon or two. You can still get the same flavor, but you're not drinking the entire thing. Yeah. You know, you know, moderation, you know, instead of like one big teaspoon of heavy cream, you know. Go for something a little more subtle. Well, you know, it's a kind of thing. I, I I don't work as much as say you do, but I do eat in moderation. I do watch what I eat, and, you know, I don't do the, you know, chicken Alfredo with, you know, heavy duty cream sauce and Parmesan. Now it's, you know. I order it, and then I don't eat it for six months. <laughs> True. So, okay, but talking about foods and working out, um, I know I was kind of asking you a little bit, especially with us, a lot of us will go, okay, I'm going to get a workout in before I go to that party. Uh-huh. Um, is there anything we should consider when we're working out a, before we go eating and drinking? Because and, typically we, we use that as a justification. Oh, right. now I can go out and I can drink all I want because I just burned 300 calories. Right. Is there a time frame in which in, that allows our bodies maybe not to suck up everything that we, you know, going from a workout where we've just opened everything up in the body, muscles are active, and now we're going to start drinking wine. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, so more, if I'm understanding right, you're concerned about um, the alcohol in a certain time frame after the workout? Yeah, the okay. after, yeah, exactly. Uh, so there is this, this theory on uh, a two-hour window of opportunity. Which I just um, broke. <laughs> Um, whether, you know, there are some experts that say that it definitely holds a lot of water and there's a lot of other experts that say that, you know, it's really not that big of a difference. Um, I will say that in stuff that I've discovered for, for clients who have had the same concern is that for men, they're pretty much allowed up to two drinks while women are allowed up to one drink um, post-workout before things start to um, go downhill in terms of altering results. Okay. And a lot of it has to do with with um, manipulating the metabolism because of that, uh, because of drinking the alcohol. Got you. Uh, so um, I always tell clients load up on your proteins first, um, especially if you're if you are going to that party. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because protein has the highest thermic effect. For basically every 100 calories that you ingest, your body has to burn 20% of that. Right. Oh, wow. And it slows the absorption of alcohol. That's why some people, when they say, why is it Irish, you know, can drink most people underneath the table and look at their food that they're eating? A lot of, yeah, a lot of protein. Right. Ah, that's awesome. It slows it way down, you know, versus if you don't eat or if you eat something like rice or something. Well, I know a lot of people's typical reaction when they're drinking is they go, I need carbs. So they go straight for the carbs. Yeah. Right. So that's... 
even though it may make our stomachs feel better, mm-hmm. it doesn't do anything good for our bodies, does it? Uh, no, because there's, you know, there's also another theory in terms of, of the battle between the alcohol metabolism and the carbohydrate metabolism, and there's both in wine. Uh huh. And so there's this supposed battle of, well, if they're both in your system, then it's going to try to metabolize the alcohol first. Um, and I've seen studies where it says that, and I've also seen some other studies that that say, ah. Eh, it's not enough information yet, you know. So right. um, it's it's a tough one. It really is, you know, because because I'm sure everyone, um, including you guys, has that one friend or that one relative that can do anything, anything, anything. drink oh, yeah. anything, right. do anything, and then you just look at them and go, "You just ruined everything for me." Right. <laughs> now I don't know what I could do. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. So okay, in terms of what to eat before you come into a workout, for somebody like me, I've always been in the argument with with whoever I'm training with. They're like, well, you need to eat before your workout. Well, mm-hmm. I don't like to eat within two hours of my right. workout because right. I just it just gets I'm focused too much on what's going on in my stomach instead of right. what I'm just trying to do with my workout. Um, for somebody like that or somebody who typically doesn't eat a whole lot, what foods would you suggest and how far before the workout would you suggest? Anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours prior. Um, everyone's digestive system is different, and I think that's really the key is to someone like you who who doesn't like doing that prior to a workout. So maybe um, you're just not digesting fast enough uh, prior to the workout, Okay. Um, which is where then we'll start recommending more of like a protein uh, carb shake. Um, the shake can so it can be digested right, and pulled right, into the system faster. Exactly, everything's already broken down. But even for some of my other clients, they they still feel like, eh, I still don't like that either. So they'd rather just not um, have anything prior. And that's fine as long as everything um, in the beginning of the day. If you had, for example, um, an evening workout, and let's say your workout's at five, but your last lunch meal was maybe one or two p.m. and then you had a snack, uh-huh. um, uh, let's say with almonds and fruit, for example. Um, you know that might that might be enough. Um, you, so it's, uh, oh, no, go ahead. Uh, what do you think of those um, companies that offer like, oh, eat this chocolate bar before you work out? It's got all these extra stuff and it's supposed to help you. What do you think? What's your opinion on those? Or do you believe straight, you know, fruit and vegetable or something? Um, when you say extra stuff, what do you um, what are you pointing to? Like. Um, uh, Body for Life has their 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 energy bar. Okay. Uh, Things uh, to give you energy Meluluka before workout. has their high fiber right, you know, chocolate. Right, 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 right. I'm supposed to isolate the fat pro. You know. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> I love that. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> nah, doesn't work. you I mean, you can just eat like turkey, bacon, turkey slices, and a banana, and you're gonna get the same effect. Right. <laughs> I think one of the things that that I've figured out, and tell me if I'm wrong, is the closer to core foods you get, the better your body's able to metabolize it, and uh, the better you're going to feel before and after your workout. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Because your body knows exactly what to do with it. Yeah, that's what I remember when I was told to go back to Whole Foods, especially when I was trying to figure out what was going to work and what wasn't. And the other thing they told me was when you eat the food within that 30 minutes afterwards, pay attention to how do you feel. Do you feel energized? Do you feel bloated? Do you feel tired? Do you feel, um, you know, do do you have uh, um, anxiety? Figure out what foods do what for you, and then you can kind of tailor it that way to yourself. Because sometimes you have what they call light food allergies where they don't inhibit you from doing anything. They just kind of make you feel, ugh. Exactly. And that's that's a very important point because... Um, I think everyone needs to pay attention. I mean, with my personal training clients, they they definitely, I always tell them, you, you've got to pay attention to that and journal it if you can. You know, I'm not going to force you to. Um, it's only for your benefit. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll educate the boot campers with that as well, but it's extremely important. I mean, I, I journal every day um, mm-hmm. in regards to my food intake because I'm, especially with my wife and my kids, they've got certain allergies and I, I don't. Um, <laughs> which kind of sucks for them because I can pretty much eat whatever I want, but wow. we really have to pay attention to what my kids are eating and what she's eating because they've got flare-ups. Yeah, and, and that's what I think a lot of people don't recognize. Our system is we're so, our system but our culture, we're so caught up in everything that's going on around us. I mean, uh, people give me a bad time about you're always on the go, um, and and there's we get so caught up on what's going on we don't pay attention to even what our bodies are telling us anymore. Right. So we don't, we don't aren't really aware Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yep. 
Okie dokie. Well, we have Pop Chips, one of our socially savvy favorites. Delicious, all natural, healthier than regular potato chips. When they said that it couldn't be done, they raised a snack bar. Thanks to the magic of popping, they found a way of popping all the flavor in while keeping all the fake stuff and more than half the fat of fried chips out. With 10 flavors, there's something for everyone, and you can find them at the local grocery store near you. I really like them. I, I do, too. They're, they're fun. I know, like anything else, it's a snack chip, and you just... I like them because they're good for dipping and because of the half count. Yes. <laughs> it's like, yay! <laughs> yay! So, um, for somebody who maybe hasn't done workouts um, in a long time... What would you recommend for a starting place for them? I mean, how would you recommend they they look at make, taking those first steps? Because um, I know even walking into a place like this can mm-hmm. be overwhelming. They'll see, you know, the free weights, like, oh, my God, I don't think I could lift any of those. Or, you know, what kinds of things do you think you could tell that first person um, to help them take that first step? Right. Um, well, first, I mean, they made it here, so that's always a plus. <laughs> Um, and then just understanding when, when we show them the workouts on the boards, just letting them know that everything is scalable and we have beginner to advanced level right. in, in how we can modify um, the exercises. And worst case scenario, we'll just keep it all body weight and that way their body can tolerate in, in the beginning because for some people, body weight is, is, is more than enough. Yeah. You know, for example, with a, with a basic push-up, even if you modify the push-up, that's still uh, a 10 out of 10 for them. Right. Right. So. No, I was watching watching people work out here. You know, one of the things I had gone to the gym and worked out, just jumping, you know, a foot and a half up can sometimes be a pain in the ass. Right. You know, oh, right. my God. He had me jumping up on that freaking tire over there that looks like it belongs on a semi. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I can do this, but I'm telling you, gravity. I'm like, wait a minute. It's not the jump. It's the jumping up. It's not the landing. It's not being sure that I'm going to land on it. It's just getting, getting my up. two feet up off the ground. Jeez, criminy. I, I was going, oh, he's going to have me step up. No. No, we're <laughs> jumping. Because they were talking right. big game with you. So I was like, okay, cool. Oh, they were. Oh, yeah, no. I have a family of, of three boys and a husband. And, and the first thing they did was start, you know, talking about, smack about what I could and couldn't do. And, of course, me being who I am, I'm just like, bring it. <laughs> I went and did, did everything that they did. <laughs> so now they, they can't talk. Right. Well, and that's one of the things, too. I think, it, you, like, you made a point where a lot of these classes, these people know each other. Grab a friend mm-hmm. and start something together because there is nothing more motivating than having to tell a friend, no, I don't think I want to go. Right. You're not going to do it. Right. right. <laughs> You're going to go to call your friend. Your friend's going to go, you are not bailing on my ass tonight. Right. Get your he- your butt down here. Or I'm coming to pick you up. Or I don't care if you're barfing. Barf and then let's do the workout. Because exactly. there is nothing more motivating than having somebody you have to be accountable for. Right. Also, right. Uh, if you join Facebook, too, there's a couple of motivation pages that they post every morning at uh-huh. like 7 that you look at and you're like, damn. You know, They're a little hard. <laughs> Well, let's um, chat a little bit on our socially savvy hints, uh, which is always where we start because, you know, we want to be subtle in the beginning. Um, my socially savvy hint is be aware of how your eating habits affect you. Um, if you get cranky when you don't eat, uh, make sure that you at least eat a little bit before you go out and socialize, um, even if it's just a couple bites of food. Because, again, when you're going out socializing, and and I know you're trying to balance between I don't want to gain a bunch of weight, but I still want to go out and have fun. If you are that type of person who gets really cranky because they don't get food, you are not going to make it a positive social experience for anybody else. So be aware of of what different levels of food do for you and don't do for you so that you don't become a pain in the butt. What about you, Jason? Any Uh, hints? Oh, my hint is um, I use, like, say, I like bean dip. Yeah, it's one of my favorite, but I Love being dead. I uh, make it a reward system. So if I finish cleaning something and do something, but I only take out a handful of chips and I put the chips away. Oh, that's a good idea. Because if you have it open, you will constantly keep eating it. Weight Watchers taught me that. Weight Watchers would have you count the chips. So I'd get yeah. like 13 chips and I would just eat them really slowly. And I found out that that was more than enough for me. There's a right. chip by Pringles. It's a uh, pickled flavor. Ew. It tastes really salty. <laughs> Pickled flavor? Yeah, it tastes really good. Okay. But you just take out a handful, put a cap back on, put it away. You know. I just I like that. I mean you can like you said, you can have a little have bit of Have thirteen M Ms, not the whole bag. Yeah. <laughs> Grab a handful, put it back. Put it down. Yes, those are domino foods. Yes. As you call them. Domino what's a domino food? Domino food just 
like you mentioned with the M&Ms and the chips, uh-huh. because if you're not moderating it, then it's just a domino effect. You just keep you're eating just, it. Exactly. Oh, I've never heard that term before. Yeah. Domino food. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So be be aware with the domino foods. Right. <laughs> There's a hit to be aware with the domino foods. Okay. Well, let's see here. So we've done our two wine tastings. Um, Girly Girl Wine, a woman's no. wine company designated to serve women who are young at heart and enjoy their girly girl time in their daily life. Girly Girl Wines also donates a part of its proceeds to help fund um, different kinds of cancer research. Check them out at www.girlygirlwines.com. And I guess you're right. We haven't done the second tasting yet. MTC yet. Let's taste it now. Okay. This one is, um, we've, the had young, their, yes. their, we've had some of their wines before. Yes. This is their Micella Rosa. It's got oh, a super Tonskin taste to it. And... Uh, have I told you listeners how much I love doing the on-air wine tasting? And you guys have got to show up to the show so you can have the wine with us. <laughs> yes. Come out and taste it. Yes, most definitely. Okay, so what's this one in? What's this got in it? It's got it's a super Tuscan blend, which is going to have your Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Refredra. That's what makes it kind of super Tuscan. So you have some good tannin into it. I haven't even tasted it yet myself, but that's what I believe it's going to taste like. It's so. a little bit sweeter. Um, the uh, Syrah had more bite, which you would... Of course, because of, of the type of blend, or yeah. not blend, but the the type of grape. But this is the tannins on it that you're tasting. That's the sweetness that brings out the fruit flavor. I like that. Yes, it's very tasty. That one's easy to drink. Mm-hmm. It is easy. That's a no-brainer. I like no-brainer. <laughs> so can I put that in my water bottle as you work out? No. Oh uh, no, I. Yeah. Uh, I don't oh, think you suggest us drinking wine while working out. <laughs> I didn't see too many uh, water bottles. Do you use? Do you have them around here? I, I think they were sneaking in the uh, the wine into their ah. <laughs> into the regiment. <laughs> so when um, when I have a client that's looking a little unstable on their lunges, I'm like, "Is that really water in your water bottle?" Yeah, I start questioning. Like, um, <laughs> gotta love that. Oh my gosh. Very nice. Okay. So, well, we're supposed to be having, and I believe, what time is it? Oh, Kristen, Kirsten is going to be calling in here in just a few minutes. So as soon as she calls in, we'll be chatting with her. Hopefully her little munchkins were filling under the weather. You know, a lot of things moving into talking about food and healthy food. It's like, you know, have your supply of, of uh, extra food ready to go. You know, you have your... Uh, you know, cut up vegetables. You know, if you're kind of got a busy life, you can buy pre-cut up vegetables at a time, and uh, you can uh, you can you know have that ready to go. You have their low-fat uh, desserts or not desserts, uh, dressings. You know, uh-huh. um, if you're really busy on the go, I know Whole Foods has containers of pre-cut of uh, fruit. Yeah, a little bit more money, but if you don't have the time to do it, or... I do I do the pre-cut vegetables and fruit because of the same thing. I find that I won't eat a whole apple, but if it's already cut up, I will grab okay. it and go. Yeah, I was going to say, because how many people can eat a whole watermelon before it goes bad? Wow, okay, I hadn't even thought of watermelon. I was just thinking watermelon of a silly little or apple. Or cantaloupe. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you've got a bunch of boys. You know, we just have one girl, so sometimes I get it, and I'll keep it at work, and so I don't have time to cut it and take it at work. I just have a little container, done. Yeah. It's easy. It's, you know, and if you start thinking about money, but then no, then you're like, okay, screw it. I don't, I can't afford it. But What other things, types of things do you think um, are, are good good ideas when you're getting started to kind of keep you on track? Um, just keeping it simple. Start with the foods that you like to eat and then, and then start making simple modifications from there. Like, don't, the... The biggest issue that I've seen with my clients is trying to start cold turkey. Yeah, I hate cold turkey. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's just a different mentality. It's, it's just grow into it and then start going back to the point that you mentioned earlier on, on how are the foods making you feel. Because when you start working out more consistently and then you start trying to um, have your nutrition support that, then you're going to notice which foods are really not supporting your results or the oh, results that you want to get, right? So... Um, but yeah, starting out with your favorite foods and then going from there and then, you know, we can always scale it. And that's where I have, um, clients log about three to five days worth and then maybe we'll go two weeks worth and then we'll start doing some mods from there and making adjustments accordingly. I like that. 
I like that because I think that's one of the, the things I think people worry about the most is they figure, oh, I'm going to start a workout. I have to change everything. I have to do everything differently. That doesn't always work for people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a slower modification and, and adjustment, do little adjustments as you go along the way. Your results may not come as impactfully or as quickly, but they have a tendency, from what I understand and my personal experience, to be more consistent and to stay right. longer. Right. Because then you'll start to learn what foods are really fueling your workouts. Yeah. Um, right. Because you'll start to feel bad on certain things, right? Um, another thing that I always recommend, too, this is based off of um, um, Precision Nutrition and Dr. Berardi. I've been a big fan of his for a long time. Uh-huh. Um, he promotes what's called the 90-10% rule. 90%, 10%. So 10% of your meals for the week you can utilize as a cheat meal. Oh. So Nice. I like percentages. That works yeah. for me. Um, so the way that I like to explain it is um, if you're looking at my day, I'm having, let's just say I have five meals a day, and that includes snacks. Mm-hmm. And over a seven-day period, we've got 35 meals, so let's take 10% of that, and then I can schedule those 3.5 meals, three I'll, meals. But I'll round down to three meals, and then I'll schedule that out. That's far cool. As, you know, sometimes I'll have it on a Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, uh, Sunday, or, um, or maybe I'll just scale it down to, to two a week, and I have one on Friday and one on Sunday, because Sundays are my... Are definitely my cheat days with my son. So, <laughs> Let's um, grab some popcorn and yeah. stuff and watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, popcorn. We we have um, donut Sundays. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love that. Um, but yeah, but it's not it's not you can't manipulate that that percentage and say okay I'm gonna save my three meals for just um, Saturday or a Sunday. So we're not gonna have a cheat binge on a cheat, so it's not a cheat day. It's just a cheat meal. Gotcha. So you need yeah. to—they need to be dispersed throughout right, the week. Right. Gotcha. Oh, it looks like we have a caller in. Let's go ahead and take that. Hello, this is LB Duchess with Socially Savvy. You are calling in live Hi. to the show. Hi, LB. Hi, Jason. This is Kirsten. How are you guys? Hey, Kirsten. How hey, are Kirsten. you doing? Good. Thanks so much for having me call in. I'm sorry about not being able to get in there. She. Hey, you know what? We all have kids, and um, totally get yep. that. Then they're done that like a million times with kids. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. I'm listening and I'm loving everything I'm hearing. Now, and so, so I know that some of our listeners have heard your story before, but um, tell us a little bit about your background because you have done some amazing things, and it's kind of what fired off what you're doing now. Yes. Well, I'm a personal chef and started off as a personal chef, but I was a chef that was a hundred pounds heavier and. uh, kind of grew up eating and uh, having some bad lifestyle habits, and I changed my lifestyle, and in the process, quit dieting, quit eating diet junk food, and I lost 100 pounds by doing that and incorporating movement and learning to love it into my into my lifestyle. So now I help other people. I'm a, I'm a chef for private clients, and I have online menu plans to help people learn to bring life to their table and nourish their families and their bodies. That is uh, just ridiculously amazing. I mean, I can't even, I was having a hard time conceptualizing losing 25 pounds at one time. (laughs) You know, it was like a blur. It was nothing I intended to do. I I didn't set out. I had actually stopped saying, oh, I hate my body. I'm going to, I need to get rid of this, getting on the scale every day, Um, you know, dreading it and getting upset if I didn't lose any weight. I just said, forget it. I'm going to live for a healthy future. I'm going to eat right because I want to live a long time. I'm going to move my body because I know it's good for my heart and good for my muscles, and I want to be strong, not in a wheelchair when I'm 90, and uh, hopefully beyond that. And that was it. That was the click for me. So, Wow. That's so amazing. So now when you said you started doing movement, what, what kinds of movement did you do? Did you go into a gym situation? Did you just start by walking? Yeah, I basically started by walking. So 100 pounds overweight, I was, I had very low energy, and I had never been a very active person. We didn't really grow up that way. And so for me, it was a baby step. I used to walk a little bit, but I couldn't walk very far or very big hills. So I started off just walking in my living room, doing those kind of like walk away the pounds sort of things while I watched TV, and then I had little tiny hand weights. And then I got more energy as the weight started coming off a little bit slowly and started feeling better, and I'd go for a little bit longer walks, and then that was it. And then, then I had a baby, and I couldn't get too much exercise in all in one chunk, and, you know, getting to the gym was a little bit difficult. So I did 10-minute blocks. I'd wake up, 
before he'd wake up, I'd get on the um, elliptical for 10 minutes. And then at lunch, when I'd put him down for his nap, I'd get on for 10 more minutes. And then at night, my reward, after babies were in bed, dishes were done, everything was done, before I could watch TV or, you know, do something I enjoyed, I made myself get on for 10 more minutes to do a full 30 minutes a day. That's and cool. Thanks. And then it just progressed from there. Now I I really enjoy being active and I run and we do like the warrior dashes and fun stuff like that. I love doing boot camps when I can get to the gym and I just, you, you learn to love it. You do. I think you, I think what you learn to love is how you feel. Yes, absolutely. I think that's the, the, the one thing I always try to get people to understand is it, that I, I run and so people will go, I hate running. I go, don't get me wrong. It's not the running that I love. It's the results mm-hmm. that I get. It's how I feel afterwards that I love. Yeah, I'm oh. tired. And while I'm running, I'm just like, oh, God. But <laughs> it's afterwards yeah, that, just that makes that something. difference. Yeah, nobody's ever regretted a workout. I don't know anybody who's <laughs> 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 You regret it if you don't do it. And, um, yeah, just learning to think of it as, again, something that you dread or like, oh, I have to do this. Start thinking about it as, wow, what a gift. I mean, we have legs that move. We have a body that, you know, houses our soul, I think, and, you know, gets us through this life to do to do amazing things and help people and see our children raised and so we have to take care of it and it's our I think it's our duty to take care of it and when you start thinking about it changing your mindset I think it, it helps you learn to love it a little bit better I love that same here <laughs> I was about to say that I love that mentality and the attitude Thanks. so now with um, your new business where you help with meals and stuff tell us a little bit about that because I know um, especially when people are first getting started and working out sometimes they don't know where to start with their food so some of what you do would really be helpful with that oh yeah definitely so as a personal chef I have clients that have me come you know busy moms they just they're working two jobs or whatever or the fam- everybody in the family works and they just want healthy meals on the table homemade for them but they don't have the time, so I do that. But other times people really want to hear how I did it, hear my philosophy, and I have a real food philosophy. Like just I love hearing you guys talk about that, no bars, no shakes, nothing like that. You just eat real food and learn how to nourish your body and give your body what it needs and have treats when you get a chance every once in a while, just not every day. And <laughs> <laughs> and um, I love it uh, like three times a week. That's perfect. Um but just uh, some people, want, they want to learn, look, they hate cooking, they hate shopping, they don't know how to meal plan. And I just, I come in and I teach them how to cook. We go shopping together and I kind of teach them the, the basics from the ground up on nourishing your body, giving it what it needs, learning what proper portions look like, and how to, just like learning to love exercise, learning to love cooking you know what a treat I think it is to get to cook for my family provide a nourishing meal for them and all get to sit down together and enjoy it I think it's a gift that we can give people on a daily basis so I help people learn to do that and if I can't get into your kitchen and cook for yourself I have the online menus by Mesa DeVita and that that gives you weekly meal plans and grocery lists for rock star menus and that makes you look like a kitchen rock star too oh I love it so where can they find you uh, MesaDeVita.com, M-E-S-A-D-I-V-I-D-A.com, and Menus by Mesa DeVita. And that's, uh, you can link to that from the main website as well. That's awesome. Now, you were talking about a special recipe you were going to share with us tonight. Yes. I have, well, I was thinking for um, energy and fat burning and everything. I have a recipe that I actually cooked with my son, and they're taco muffins, but they're just, brown rice and that's cooked already, and you cook it up with some um, ground turkey, onions, carrots, bell peppers, and whole seasonings like um, whole ground chili peppers, garlic, cumin, um, oregano, and you mix it together with a couple of eggs, and you put them into muffin cups. And oh, my gosh. <laughs> they're so delicious. So they're these, these little perfectly portioned little muffins, and they're great for freezing. They're good for a good after-workout snack because they give you complex carbohydrates from the vegetables and the brown rice, and it's just a little bit, enough to enough to fuel you, not make you full, and then the protein, of course, from the, from the turkey. Oh, I love it. And I have the recipe up actually linked on my Facebook page, so if 
people oh, go sweet. to. Oh, sweet. I will find it. And yeah. yeah, I will share that with our um, listeners tonight. Thanks. You are so awesome. Well, I'm so sad you couldn't be here. I know your little little guys decided that they were going to be under the weather today. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. I'm so glad that you were able to call in. Thank you. I've been loving the show, and I look forward to hearing the rest of it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for calling in, and, and um, if we don't see you before the new year, Happy New Year. You too. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. I always like her recipes. Well, and I love I love her attitude. I love her approach. I mean, like I said, just the concept of trying to lose 25 pounds for me, to, to look at somebody like her and listen to her story, 100 pounds. Right. I mean, and I like to say this. When I started losing weight, I did. I started out with the Weight Watchers um, way of going things, and I went to the meetings for a little while. But I'm not really a meetings person, so it was good to get me up and going. But right. um, it was the point system that really got me working because my mind is very goal oriented. So I was able to tweak points, and I love my wine. So I would wake up in the morning and I would go, "I want three glasses of wine." So that's the first thing I put in my diet, and everything else <laughs> fit around that. You know, probably not the best recommendation when you're getting started, right. but it allowed me to stay within the limits of what I needed right. To, right. to start seeing progress. It's kind of motivation. Well, and the other thing that I did, which I can't remember where I got this, but for me it was, um, I'm not an overly visual person, but I could pick it up and feel it and touch it. I think a lot of people, particularly women, get really frustrated when they're trying to lose weight. If they lose a half a pound or if they lose four ounces or six ounces, they're like, that's not very much. I took bacon fat Mm -hmm. and I put a pound of bacon fat in a Ziploc bag. Right. And put that on the counter, and then I did it with a half a pound, and it really puts into perspective because it looks and feels like your own body fat, and you lose that four does. ounces of bacon fat, mm-hmm. or, or, and you're just like that really is a lot right. in a week, right. and so it gives you that motivation. It's like okay, I lost four ounces this week. I could do four or five next week. Yep. Um, you just have to really focus on what those results look like because when you're trying to look at the overall picture. You know, you may not see changes in how your clothing fits for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And you've got to give yourself those kudos and find those things that are going to incentivize you, incentivize you um, and motivate you. Mm-hmm. Well, that was one of my favorites. <laughs> Any other fabulous, um, just like tips and things uh, that you would suggest for people who are getting started or getting restarted? Um. Definitely, like you said earlier, go with a friend. Um, go, s- Just start the process of finding something that you're both going to enjoy. And then taking a step further, once you start getting that motivation, taking a step further and um, and start to specialize in, in something. So, for example, um, I have clients who started out with a Zumba um, Groupon deal, for example. Right, right. And then they discovered us through a Living Social Special. Uh-huh. Um, so... They just started to realize, like, oh, wow, I can come over here and, and have fun with the workouts and uh, because they've already had the motivation from the Zumba classes. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and now they don't want to come less than two, three times a week, and they still do their Zumba and their yoga. Right. They, they get addicted to the feeling. Right. And now it's kind of this yin-yangish um, approach in that we're more of the hard stuff, and then they go do the Zumba and the yoga for the soft it's stuff. It's fun. Yeah. So you suggest having a variety of different types of things because of how the body works. Absolutely. A lot of, um, actually just this past Saturday, um, I started introducing a little bit more of athletic yoga and, and just because we're, we're goofy here, I call it a ninjanastics. Ninjanastics. <laughs> um, so I showed them some athletic yoga movements and they were just pretty much hating me after that. Hating. You know? It's just all body weight <laughs> stuff. Um but it was it looked kind of hilarious in the beginning, and then let them try it out, and they're like, "Oh, okay, I kind of get it now, you know." Wow. So, um, not sure people work. know that, although you come to my gym and you see a very aggressive, hardcore environment, that I also do the yoga stuff and the meditation things like that. Just it's also because of my background and uh, how I grew up. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Well, imbalance balance always helps. Right. Socially acceptable and unacceptable because well, blunt works, works. best. That's true. So my socially acceptable advice, socially acceptable is one of those things where people aren't sure about it because we don't have those defined lines of what's expected and what's not. Um, When you have created a certain diet or a certain lifestyle, it is socially acceptable to bring food or beverage to um, an event 
or a, a social setting to maintain your dietary regimen. There, people should not feel bad about that. Um, vegetarians have fought this for years and years, having to bring their own food. People, you should never, ever, ever feel bad and feel like you have to explain your choices. If the people you're around um, say, well, why can't you just eat what we're eating? You may want to consider some other friends because either they don't have any consideration for what you're trying to do or they're not healthy and you're making them feel bad. And that's yes. not your fault. Yes. What about you? What's your acceptable for this week? Do you have one? Well, I think if you're trying to maintain your, your diet, it's acceptable to bring a water bottle to work and carry with you. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to I have water bottles everywhere. <laughs> well, sometimes I see people when they go out to lunch, you know, they're like everybody else is getting a wine or a beer or soda or whatever. Oh, that's a good it's point, like, yeah. You know what? No, I'm, I'm cool with water and not feel bad. You know, I'll feel bad. I like that. Any? Um, no, actually, that's a really good point that you said because um, even when people are starting our fitness challenges, there's there's a portion in the um, in one of our manuals that basically states um, be around supportive friends and family oh, yeah. Yeah. during this process. Because, oh, the beginning, yeah. Because of our challenges being six to eight weeks long, you know, you're going to need that support network. That's so, a good one. Especially in Seattle, we're starting to do more muddler runs. Muddler muddler runs are like outside track and field kind of a thing. Oh, they did they this this they did the tough mudder. My tough son mudder. That's what I meant. Tyler did the tough mudder and what you guys finished by running through what fifty thousand volts of electricity. <laughs> what is that? Oh my God. I'm sure you saw the video. <laughs> I did. I saw you know you, you see the these wires they're hanging and people are hitting them and like bleh, bleh. I'm like what the <laughs> Okay, this is a little extreme for me. <laughs> but then I guess you really do earn that. You're one tough mudder. Yes. Right, right, right. And and people last yeah, and then people start to support you, and it's like, I'm trying to do that, so I'm trying oh, to get down to yeah. fitness. I'm like, oh, yeah, go for it, go for it. Well, on the flip side, for the socially unacceptable, um, and I have a tendency to go to the extremes on some of these because people are extreme in our culture, um, it is completely unacceptable to make your special diet wants an issue at a holiday event. So it's great if you have specific issues and specific dietary needs and you bring the stuff and you bring it and you put it up the side, you know, I brought this for me. What's not acceptable is to walk in and go, ah, you know I'm dieting. Why didn't you make any food for me? Um, this is just Keep like, happy ass at home. oh, my God, I have to tell you, and it wasn't so much a diet thing. We had a, a an event for the boys for our wrestlers, and let me tell you, it was called a spaghetti feast. And we had a, a parent come through, and all she could do was bitch about, there's nothing but pasta here. I can't eat pasta. And I look over at my friend, and she just looked at me. She goes, just don't, just don't, just honey, just don't. And I'm just like, it's called a pasta feed. And she goes, well, there's just nothing for me here to eat. And I go, well, the boys eat first. I just, I wanted to look at her and go, why are you making this about you? She could have had the tomato sauce. That's her veggies. She she yeah. could have done all, there was salad at the end, but, you know, obviously she didn't want the salad. <laughs> So while yep. it's, it is totally acceptable to bring your own things and, and be very conscious of what you want, don't make it somebody else's issue. Don't lay guilt on them. Don't make them feel bad because they're throwing an event that has maybe, you know, anywhere from five to 500 people showing up. Right. And right. so right. To, to be so self-absorbed that you think everybody needs to tailor to your needs and wants, um, I just think is over the top. Mm-hmm. I know when I was doing Buy for Life, you know, people used to make my socially unacceptable is don't make fun of somebody who's trying to do something with their life. Oh my God. I really yeah. did weigh a lot. And I, when I did Buy for Life, I was doing their milkshakes and everything else and trying to make a difference. You know, I got hell for it. I was like, oh, we did Buy for Life. Ew, you didn't wait. It's like, you know what? Screw you. Oh, and then, you know. Don't ever make fun of people who are trying to know, make changes in their life. You know, it's not three months for you later, they look, they're like, wow, you look good. It's like, yeah, motherfucker. I was like, you know. yeah, and you don't. <laughs> so. It's true. It's just it drives me up the wall. It's kind of like you know, I'm I'm not a hardcore workout. You know, I don't pretend to be, but you, you don't know, need to be. So even shush. now, shush. You know, you got to do is slam a ball like she did earlier, and then you're hardcore. Oh yeah, has <laughs> me throwing a ball down. Yeah, those things are heavy. They are. I'm gonna be hurt tomorrow. I know it. I just know it. Go ski in. Oh, I've done that. I was a ski patrol. I know what that workout's like. <gasps> Seattle Wine Exchange, your personalized wine service, a local independently owned company providing personalized service to wine enthusiasts. They specialize in creating unique wine events, providing personalized wine consultations, and offering retail sales of superior quality wine, beer, and sake. Check them out at seattlewineexchange.com and at their blog, blogseattlewineexchange.com. 
With the show now going national, we have started putting all of our local events on our Facebook pages um, right. so that we're not eating up so much of our on-air time chatting about them. Uh, if you want to find out more about events that are happening on the east side, um, go to LB Duchess and Socially Savvy. Uh, to check out what fun events are going. We try to cover and, and let people know about a lot of fundraisers, um, you know, an event with a cause. That's what we're about. If you're going to go have fun, support something that is absolutely fabulous. We love that. We want to thank our sponsors for this show, Chocolate Chop Wine, Gunner Nordstrom Gallery, Element 5 Fitness, um, Bellevue Nordstrom Cosmetics, Spazos and Redmond, Girly Girl Wines, Daniel's Broiler, Kind Bar, Pop Chips, House Wines, and Leon Wines. Try a trivia question. Trivia question. I love trivia questions. So we're getting ready to open up the uh, sparkling chocolate red wine. Please don't put that through the roof. No. <laughs> no, I can hit the roof with it. But no, when you open it up, it's supposed to open up and, and uh, make the sound of a, a hamster fart. Uh, what is with the hamster what? fart? Isn't there a better term than That's this? That's something ever, like... A psh, hamster fart? Psh, let's say you don't have to go pop. Okay, give me the mic. Okay, but there's a trivia question. You ready? Oh, okay. How many twists is it to open up the cage? Six. Very good. (laughs) You did this like six months ago, and I'm like, I'm going to remember this. Let's hear the hamster fart. I know. We're going to wait for that, see if we can get the hamster fart without it killing everybody around us. This is the... And you hold that to the side, it won't go crazy. Oh, I didn't know that. Now, what happens if it starts to spill? Angle it at your computer. Yeah. (laughs) Was that it? That's it. That's, that's it? Oh, that was little. We didn't hardly hear that. Hamster fart. And that's the thing well, about you Well, I guess the hamster's not very big. Because when you pop it, that's when the fluid wants to come out. It wants to release itself and, you know, go all over the place. So the thing that's interesting about this chocolate shop um, is the chocolate wine lovers sparkling. I'm going to tell you, it is red. So it is Fabulous for the holidays. It has beautiful color to it. If you love sparkling wines, it is fun. It's not going to be, if, if you like dry wines, this one's not going to be dry. This is definitely sweet. Um, but the fizz and stuff is just fun for the holidays. <laughs> and it's not too heavy. It's not too heavy. But And here's the thing is if you like Tootsie Rolls, you're going to taste Tootsie Roll in this Tootsie puppy. Roll. <laughs> we got listeners going, yeah, that's it. It's Tootsie Roll. Okay, so. Yeah. Is I that not just that, yeah. wild? So each wow. each week, I got a challenge from LB uh, last time to our sweet wines to put, you know, we had the uh, almond mocha wine. Oh, yes. Oh. He's so, going to be coming up with all these great recipes. So now it's not super healthy, but, you know, French toast, add that in replacement of the milk. Okay, wait a minute. The, you know that? how you make French toast? You add eggs, you add milk uh-huh. and, and cinnamon and nutmeg. Uh-huh. <gasps> Replace the milk with the almond mocha. Almond mocha. Oh, yum, we're yum, still yum. trying that with Sunday. Yep. It is really, really good. And just to let you people know, when you replace something like that, like you put a wine in a food, you cook it, you're not going to be drunk. So mm-hmm. don't pretend that you're drunk. Don't think that you're going to get drunk. Don't think that your kids can't it eat it. It's really good. Because when you cook it, you cook the alcohol out of it. <laughs> Past a certain temperature. But when you sear it and you soak it up, you get the flavor from it. Oh, that would be so, so good. So it's almond mocha flavored French toast. I love it. Thank nice. you. Okay. I'm all about that. we got to have you post that on the Socially <laughs> I know, page. I love that. that. I love that. Well, we are ending tonight's show with a glass of the chocolate shop bubbly, and we want to remind you all to like us on our Facebook page, Socially Savvy, to be entered into drawings for prizes from our savvy sponsors. Um, and those of you that subscribe to the show also get entered into those. Um, make all the social events that you attend better because you were there and have a socially savvy week, everybody. You too. Take care. Bye.